The goal of USDA Rural Development is to help improve the economy and quality of life in rural America by offering loans, grants, and loan guarantees to help create jobs and support economic development and essential services such as housing, health care, first responder services and equipment, as well as water, electric, and communications infrastructure. They also offer technical assistance and information to help agricultural producers and cooperatives get started and improve the effectiveness of their operations. Ohio's USDA Rural Development Office has a new state director. Meet Jonathan McCracken this hour. From the Ohio Farm Bureau studio, this is our Ohio Weekly, highlighting those who grow our food, fiber, and fuel while examining issues that are important for farmers and their neighbors throughout the Buckeye State. Our Ohio Weekly is supported by Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. Now with this week's news feed, here's our Ohio Weekly host, Ty Higgins. Do farmers need extra incentives or government mandates to boost planting and production? The cutoff of Ukrainian wheat exports is creating a low supply, very high price situation, which some say threatens the political stability of several Middle Eastern countries. Meanwhile, in the U.S., People feel like, well, we need to do something. How can we provide incentives to farmers to grow more food or whatever? But Joe Glauber with the International Food Policy Institute told a USDA seminar. Farmers have plenty of incentives right now. I mean, prices are really high. And I don't think that we need to be telling farmers what they should be planting. I think the, the market's saying very clearly what needs to be planted. And so I, I, my own feeling is that the markets will take care of this. It's just going to take time. And that pretty much agrees with what Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack's been saying. The market responds to signals, and farmers make the best decision they can for their own operation. So there's no reason to mandate or pressure farmers. He says many farmers are already taking land out of the Conservation Reserve Program in order to boost crop plantings and production. We talk about this and more issues on the very first installment of Ohio Farm Bureau's Policy Points. You can watch the video on our YouTube page and also on Facebook as well. Most recently, Jonathan McCracken served as a senior advisor to U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown. For the past 15 years, he's held various legislative positions related to agriculture, rural development, food, nutrition, energy, and environmental policy. Prior to working for Senator Brown, McCracken began his career working for Senator Edward M. Kennedy. A native of Wilmington, Ohio, he's a graduate of Wake Forest University and earned a J.D. from the George Washington University Law School. Please welcome to Our Ohio Weekly, the new director of USDA Rural Development for Ohio, Jonathan McCracken. Hi, thanks for having me. Good, good to be here. Of course, you are an Ohioan, so tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your previous roles in not just rural America, but also in agriculture. Sure. Uh, thanks for the question, Ty. So I grew up in, in Wilmington in Clinton County, which is uh, one of those things, you know, kind of a, a smaller very agricultural county, which is kind of like a center Ohio rural county, a lot of farming, some light manufacturing, a uh, small college town for those uh, Wilmington College alum out there. Uh, but, you know, it's funny, I, growing up in Wilmington, I was a city kid to, to all my friends who lived on the farm. And then when I lived in living here in Columbus or when I was in Washington, D.C., I was almost people thought I was like a farm kid. Uh, so just, just one of those things growing up in small town Ohio that a lot of folks are familiar with. Um, so actually prior to this, I, I worked uh, in the U.S. Senate for Senator Sherrod Brown on his uh, ag policy for uh, over 10 years. So had a, a lot of opportunity to work with Ohio Farm Bureau and, and partner with, with so many of your members on a lot of great policy ideas, 
that really made their way into the to, to the farm bill. Um, was able to do dozens of roundtables around the state. You know, often uh, organized by by Farm Bureau's county folks, who are always you know such a great resource um, all, all across the state. Um, and so, you know, really would sit down with farmers and, and hear about the the challenges, whether on the farm or with different USDA programs. Uh, but then, as you know, when you're talking to farmers, you're also maybe talking their, their other hat is they're the county commissioner, they're the township trustee. So you're hearing about the needs to invest in rural roads or you know, water sewer problems or broadband uh, or all these sorts of things. Uh, and that's really what rural development uh, is, is looking to help invest in rural Ohio. So I'm excited to, to do those things. And, you know, this show airs in a lot of metropolitan areas. There are a lot of city kids that are listening right now that may not know what USDA Rural Development does. Can you give us an overview of the agency? Sure. So USDA is premier, primarily geared toward investing in, in rural areas uh, across the country. We do do some work uh, in, in all parts of the state, particularly in kind of the food processing side and urban agriculture as well. Um, but I think we, we really focus on, on three main mission areas. Uh, one is uh, community facilities. So we're working with small town fire departments uh, or police stations or, again, county commissioners or small town mayors to help invest in that new police station or new equipment for, for the volunteer firefighters. Uh, or we're, sometimes we're, invest- we're working with um, small colleges in the state. We've worked with uh, Muskingum, uh, to, to build a, a new building on campus, Wilmington College in the past. Um, so really to, to help provide a resource to, to help get some of these bigger projects off the ground, working on water and sewer projects across the state. But then I think some of the exciting things we're working on um, are, are really kind of in the business side. So how do we help uh, you know, attract business and keep businesses in rural Ohio um, and small town Ohio? So we work with also we work with all sorts of lenders and borrowers to to help you know ensure that access to capital is there. So for example, we've just done a couple of big loans in the food processing side with a big cheese manufacturer outside Canton. We uh, recently worked with um, a barge operator down in Lawrence County on the Ohio River, um, who you know is kind of going all up and down the Ohio Mississippi River. So I think these are and then there's smaller grants as well, but. In, in loans, which but that also leads to, to more investment uh, in, in small towns um, and, and keeps jobs there and hopefully it attracts new jobs and, and new folks who realize how great it is to, to live in, in small town Ohio, um, whether whether you work there or whether you live there and commute um, to Columbus or Toledo or Cincinnati. We always know that Farmers and agriculture is such an important part of rural Ohio, but you mentioned bringing in new businesses, and with those businesses come talent, and with all of that comes income for that local community. So very important uh, to keep rural Ohio strong. So many things need to be factored in in order to keep and maintain and retain those businesses, including some of the topics you and I are going to be talking about when it comes to uh, that food supply chain uh, that you mentioned just a little bit. We'll talk about in uh, a couple of minutes here, uh, healthcare infrastructure. But the one that really came to light over the past couple of years is rural broadband. Uh, many people would be surprised how many Ohioans do not have access to adequate rural broadband. No, I, I think you're right. And I think... Um you know, I've, I've been in all parts of the state and, and you'll be up in Northwest Ohio and I've talked to folks up there and they'll say, well, they tell me I have high speed internet, but that's not what it feels like. Uh, and I think we know that's, that's the case. And 
far too many parts of the state. Uh, obviously, I think everyone immediately kind of thinks about Southeast Ohio, a lot of geographic challenges down there. The terrain's a little bit harder than, than say, Western Ohio. But we know there's big issues everywhere. Um, so I think USDA has been really focused on, on rural broadband and increasing access um, because it's, it's not a luxury to, to have access to Internet, right? We need it for everything. It's an essential. I think the pandemic kind of really showed that. Whether it's your, your kids need access for remote learning, whether it's you're going to do a doctor's appointment, or, you know, whether you're out in, in your combine and you're looking to do precision ag or see what the markets are doing in Chicago, uh, or, or you want to afford a contract out there. You know, there are all these things that it is so essential. So USDA uh, really, not to undersell it, we've got billions of dollars in, in loans and grants. So, so really, the whole goal is to bring uh, broadband to these underserved areas. Um, so I'm working with kind of any, anyone who is interested in this should, should come to USDA and, and we want to work with you. And, and, and we can partner with um, rural utilities uh, or electric co-ops. The state of Ohio obviously started to do some really exciting things in broadband. And we can really be, be a partner uh, to, to help get these projects off the ground. Um, and so the, our program at USDA is called the Reconnect program. Uh, there will be a, a new round will open up this summer. Um, so, would, you know, I know it's a priority for Farm Bureau uh, to make sure members have access to, to broadband. And I think it's a really exciting opportunity uh, for the state. USDA wants to be part of it. Jonathan McCracken joins us this week on Our Ohio Weekly. He's the state director for USDA Rural Development here in the Buckeye State. Uh, you talked a little bit about that food supply chain and uh, your involvement there. Obviously, that was another thing that really uh, came to a lot of people's attention during COVID when they went to the grocery store and couldn't find exactly what they might be looking for. And they reached out to local farmers and, and uh, local food markets uh, to, to find those options instead. It really showed us, though, just how fragile our food supply system is in the fact that Obviously, we have plenty of food on hand, but in just a couple of days, things can go awry. But there are ways uh, that rural development here in Ohio and across the country looking at that system to try to strengthen it locally. Absolutely. I, I, you said it spot on. I mean, it, it's kind of kind of crazy to think it seems so long ago now. But, it, but you know, two years ago, we were seeing pictures of farmers plowing crops under or dumping milk. Um, you know, because we just didn't, our system maybe wasn't as resilient as we thought it was. So USDA and the Biden administration realizing this created a new program called the Food Supply Chain Guaranteed Loan Program. And it's really working at kind of the, the, the middle part of the supply chain. So that's the, the processing, the storage, that's the transportation, the distribution, or that's even new equipment. And, and you know, obviously, food and agriculture in Ohio is, is so critical to our economy. It, what, one in eight, one in seven jobs in the state are somehow tied to that. Um, and Ohio really is a leader. So we encourage folks to reach out to USDA and say, hey, if you want to expand your operation or make it more efficient, this is one of the ways we can do it through this new program. Um, but then I also want to talk about it, and maybe you were going to finish up, Ty, is, is not only was it kind of our, you know, kind of getting things off the shelf, it was very clear this was impacting the kind of the, the meat and poultry sectors as well. And in some ways, that was probably the, the biggest challenge, uh, you know, two summers ago. And there just wasn't capacity and access. And we saw what happened when these, you know, big, uh, big processing plants kind of in the Midwest shut down. It was a big deal. 
And so I think USDA uh, in the state of Ohio as well have realized there's a, it's something that's been an issue in Ohio for a while, um, but we need um, kind of more capacity at the state. Uh, so USDA in that regard created a, a new uh, meat and poultry processing expansion program. It's a grant program uh, and it's doing the same thing. It's, it's trying to help smaller producers uh, expand their capacity, uh, whether that's through you know construction, equipment, that sort of thing. We know there's pent up demand in all parts of the state. Um, and if, if we're able to increase that capacity, maybe that means you're you know increasing your your margin uh, on, on what you're selling because you don't have to pay to truck it out to Pennsylvania or, or further away. So you're reducing those transportation costs. You're keeping uh, more money in your pocket. And also we know that Ohioans like to buy you know local product. You know they like to know where the foods come from. You know whether it's it's that farm in Noble County. Uh, or, or that operation up in Mercer County, they really value that. And I think that's something Ohio is really poised to succeed at and, and rural development wants to help, help play a role there. Great news for consumers, but when you look at the back end, it uh, gives farmers more opportunities for marketing and, and maybe a better price when it comes to harvesting uh, those livestock as well. Happy to be joined by Jonathan McCracken this week on Our Ohio Weekly. He is the new state director of Ohio's USDA Rural Development Office. Still a lot of ground to cover with Mr. McCracken. We've heard a lot about infrastructure lately in rural parts of Ohio and the country. We'll talk about what the huge investment in infrastructure means for rural Ohio coming up after this as our Ohio Weekly continues. Guesswork may be great for trivia or a jar full of jelly beans, but for getting the right insurance coverage for your farm, not so much. Introducing the Ohio Farm Bureau Select Partners Program, an insurance and financial services program for Ohio's farming community. Select partner agencies specialize in the unique needs of agriculture, plus they're endorsed by local farmers like you. Achieve your strongest farm future at ohiofarmbureau.org slash select partners. Safety in agriculture is a top priority, and the Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation has your safety needs covered with free safety consulting services, safety intervention grants, and training and education. Prevent workplace injuries and illnesses. Visit bwc.ohio.gov and click on Safety Services or call 866-569-7805 for more information. Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation, we've got you covered. With more than 300,000 horses in Ohio, the economic impact of the equine industry in the state is valued at $2.8 billion. Much of that value comes from the standard bred horse owners, breeders, trainers, and drivers who participate in the sport of harness racing in the Buckeye State, all supported by the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. Since 1953, the mission of the OHHA is to preserve, protect, promote, and serve the entire standard bred industry in Ohio and beyond. And the relationship between OHHA membership and Ohio's agriculture is undeniable. The farmers provide feed, bedding, and stables for the horses, and in turn those amazingly fast four-legged athletes provide a major draw to Ohio's county fairs, bringing revenue to our rural communities. OHHA membership has its privileges. Members reap the benefits of having a strong voice for shaping statewide policies, receive continuous industry education, and valuable information in OHHA newsletters and magazines. Check out OHHA.com to find out how the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association is making great strides for you. That's OHHA.com. Your projects are a big deal, so use equipment that can get the job done. 
Cat Equipment sets the standard for the industry. The Cat product line includes more than 300 machines to handle a wide variety of duties. Ohio Farm Bureau members can save up to $5,000 when buying or leasing qualifying Cat equipment, plus a $250 credit on select work tool attachments. Learn more by visiting OFBF.org savings and click on the Caterpillar logo. Limitations and restrictions apply. Ohio Farm Bureau has teamed up with Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Ohio to offer health insurance options, typically reserved for larger employers, to Ohio agribusinesses with 1 to 50 employees. The Ohio Farm Bureau Health Benefits Plan can provide you significant savings and quality health insurance benefits for your employees. For more information, eligibility, and competitive rates, visit OFBHealthBenefitsPlan.org or call 800-937-4567. Welcome back to Our Ohio Weekly. I'm Ty Higgins, this week visiting with the new state director of Ohio's USDA Rural Development Office, Jonathan McCracken. Uh, We hear a lot about infrastructure, especially with the bill that passed uh, a couple of months ago in Washington, D.C. Infrastructure to some might mean the roads, the, the rails, the bridges, the, the, the waterways, but it's so much more than that. Uh, how is that funding going to be utilized here in Ohio? Uh, that, that's a great question, Ty. Uh, and, you know, I, I think um, the Biden administration, a lot of folks have talked about infrastructure for years, but we were finally able to get it done in a bipartisan basis. Both Ohio senators support it. We're, we're really engaged in writing the bill. Uh, and it's already paying dividends for the state. Uh, and I think it, it's, it's historic and it's what's in the generation to do a lot of these projects. So you mentioned it is going to be those roads and rails and locks and dams, which is really important because, you know, Ohio agriculture is really, you know, an, an export business in many ways. And that those investments are going to help reduce some of those bottlenecks um, that, that we've been seeing, honestly, at, at whether it's down on the Gulf Coast or the, the Western ports, uh, we're going to try and unlock that and, and make sure we can get these goods to market. Um, but that also is that local county road or that bridge that, you know, that can't hold the heavy truck, right? We're going to be able to invest in that. Um, and I think ODOT's doing a great job of soliciting projects there. You know, broadband will be a big part of this. And, and so will uh, water and sewer. And I think that's both um, kind of replacing old pipes, or if you have lead pipes, we want to replace those. You know, and there are still parts of the state, particularly down in southeast Ohio, that that don't have access to water. Uh, you know, they're still on a well well water, and maybe that water isn't great, but that's all they have. So this is the opportunity that that you, that uh, USDA can help partner with other other agencies, whether that's Ohio EPA or the state, to to finally connect people uh, to to clean drinking water. Um, but you know, obviously broadband's a big part of this as well, but I think there's a, a lot of other programs we may not know about. Um, for instance, there's a new program to help uh, clean up oil and old abandoned oil and gas wells. And we know those those kind of sites are, are all over people's property in all parts of the state, whether in big cities or on farms. Uh, and so this, I, I believe, you know, ODNR is going to run the program, uh, but I think it's basically it's covered by at 100% cost. So this is a great way if you have an old well on your, on your property and want to get rid of it, now, now's the time to do it. And so I think, you know, really the, this, uh, the, the bipartisan infrastructure bill is going to do a huge dividend, pay huge gains kind of a, a, across the state for years to come. Talk a lot about water quality in Ohio, especially now in Northwest Ohio. Uh, that infrastructure, of course, you mentioned uh, in that water space, 
where is it going to go if maybe a municipality needs some help with their wastewater or if there's something that needs to be done to, to strengthen up a system here and there that are aging? Uh, obviously, that's part of the equation when it comes to our water quality issues here in the Buckeye State. It, it, absolutely. And Ohio is going to receive you know, historic amounts uh, of, of funds. And, you know, as always, I, I think kind of the Lake Erie watershed has been a priority for all levels of government, you know, for, for the past decade now. Um, and I think that this is a way to kind of, you know, some of these, some of these products are, are hard and complicated because somebody has to pay for them. And maybe it's, it's, instead of a project being 10 years out, we can do it next year. And I think it's really going to accelerate a, a lot of these projects. You know, it's going to, uh, reduce outflow from from older sewer systems or things like that, or um, you know some of these in some instances you know can invest in uh, you know kind of keeping runoff from ever getting into the river in the first place. Uh, and I know there are a lot of great things uh, farm bureau farm bureau members have been partnering with um, local you know whether it's NRCS or uh, soil and water folks or ODNR even. I think there's um, this this is really kind of one, one more tool to, to help us uh, address the, the water quality challenges in Northwest Ohio. He's our new state director for USDA Rural Development in Ohio, Jonathan McCracken. And I know, Director McCracken, you've only been in that seat for a few weeks now. But uh, as you take a look at your role and at rural development with USDA here in Ohio, what's your outlook? You know, I, I think it's uh, it's really an exciting time in, in rural Ohio. Uh, you know, I think our, our first kind of um, mission that we've been focusing on is, is to make sure that rural communities, you know, have the tools they need to kind of bounce back uh, from the past two years. Um, and I think a lot of folks are in pretty good shape, um, but we want to but we want to make sure that, uh, you know, we know there are challenges in certain parts of the state. And we want to be there to help. Um, and so I, I did want to mention the way rural development works is we obviously have a, a office here in Columbus. But then we have um, four area offices across the state. Uh, so we have an office in, in Marietta, an office in Hillsborough, an office in Massillon, and an office in Finley. And those offices do amazing work. And these folks are, are going out into the field. They're meeting with small businesses. They're, they're meeting with mayors. They're talking about these great programs. Uh, and, and they're really um, they're out there on the, on the front lines. And, and we want to make sure folks know about these programs and are able to invest in their communities. How can they find out more? Sure. So we can always come to our, our, our website at, at usda.gov uh, slash rd uh, and come to the Ohio page and find out about all of our programs. Uh, and in fact, we operate more than 40 programs across a whole, um, the whole different uh, types of things, whether it's from affordable housing to business to, the, to water and sewer. Uh, or you can also just, just pop into the local office uh, in, in Finley, Marietta, Massillon, or Hillsboro as well. Put that link on our website at ohiofarmbureau.org too. Jonathan McCracken, State Director for USDA Rural Development here in Ohio. Congratulations on your new role, and it was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Ty. I appreciate it. The AgLink program through the Ohio State Treasurer's Office has been something utilized by farmers for many years now. It got a facelift. This is an opportunity for farmers to take advantage of lower interest rate loans for operating costs each year. One of the major changes includes how much farmers can take out for those loans. We'll talk with Treasurer Robert Sprague coming up later on this hour. Is your farm climate ready? A lot of changes are happening in our climate uh, as we've seen during wet springs over the past several years. State climatologist Aaron Wilson with Ohio State checks in later this hour here on Our Ohio Weekly.
This is Our Ohio Weekly. For the Ohio Farm Bureau, I'm Ty Higgins. On this week's edition of To the Beat of Agriculture, we'll hear from a Washington County farmer representing Farm Bureau's District 17 on the state board, learn about how he now owns his family farm, and the importance of preparing land for the next generation of farmers. My name is Al Miller. I live in Washington County. I uh, have cow-calf operation. I represent Washington, Noble, Monroe, and Belmont counties. I was raised on a farm and I've lived in this area my entire life and I'm fortunate enough to be able to purchase uh, the family farm. So I uh, live and work uh, the same farm that I grew up on. It's a great feeling, not only because I get a farm it, but you know, other family members and siblings get to come back to that farm and uh, they enjoy it just like I do. Uh, like I tell a lot of people, I wasn't born in a barn but I was raised in one. I was raised around cattle, and uh, I guess um, my biggest memories is just uh, just doing your basic chores. Work ethic and responsibilities, so important. Um, when responsibilities include something that you do every day, especially when you're young, it stays with you for the rest of your life because you can never be too busy. Busy is a great thing. And when you have uh, chores to do every day, uh, besides other things, it makes uh, life great. There's a lot of rewards when it comes to farming, agriculture. Hard work obviously is always there. You know, it's a great way to relieve stress. It keeps my mind uh, always going, uh, thinking about tomorrow, thinking about next week, what needs to be done next, always thinking about the future. Um, you know, thinking about next year, or maybe thinking of the bad weather that we're going to get. <laughs> um, it, it's just because your mind's always turning. Uh, you're, you're always looking forward. Uh, five years down the road, ten years down the road. Not only about it's not only about myself or the farm that I'm on, but it's entire agriculture and supplying food for our nation and keeping our agriculture, our land available for our next generation. One thing uh, I guess I would like to stress today is those in agriculture realize how important not only raising safe products uh, for our consumers, but how important our land is to our next generation because they don't make land. We make a lot of things, but uh, keeping this land that we have, uh, keeping it healthy, having it ready for the next generation, I guess is what I'm getting at because it, it's, it, it's always about the next generation, regardless what we do. Farm Bureau as a whole, its day-to-day -day operations allows me uh, to do what I do. You know, they advocate for farmers. Uh, it's something that I can't do on a daily basis or I wouldn't be farming. That's, I guess, the biggest thing that Farm Bureau does for me. You know, our staff, uh, they work every day so I can do what I do every day. Am I involved? Absolutely. What got me involved was people around me, family, friends that were involved, seeing the activities that they had, and uh, getting to, uh, it's a great way to meet people, uh, meet people that, uh, that you do yourself. Um, you know, it's full of good people, people that you can relate to, 
and that helps you know we were talking about stress when you can get together uh, with people you know that are involved in agriculture too and just getting together and talking to the uh, same kind of people that you are that helps you know I don't know if we can ever do enough regardless what we're doing but uh, yeah Farm Bureau it does us farmers can't do every day and that's advocate for agriculture regardless what it is I guess the uh, biggest goal would be getting our young members involved, uh, getting young members and keeping them involved and letting, letting them all know uh, what Farm Bureau does and uh, let them know that uh, Farm Bureau is there. We have a, a son and daughter both. As of this time, uh, they're not interested in agriculture and I get that. Uh, not everybody is and that's okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, they love, they love the farm and all that. Uh, they just, they're not interested in, in farming themselves. Uh, there's a lot of young people out there, uh, whether it's a neighbor or whether it's another family member. There's a lot of kids out there today, uh, young people that are looking for a chance to uh, farm. Regardless of age, regardless what size of a farm it is, whether it's small or large, Farm Bureau uh, supports all of agriculture and all sizes of farms. My goal is to keep it a farm uh, and be able to keep it to where whoever, the, whoever it may be, whether it's 10, 30, 40, 50 years down the road, uh, that somebody someday will be able to do what I'm doing. It don't necessarily have to be beef cattle, uh, but some form of agriculture. And keeping that farm uh, to where it's farmable, where the soil is still rich, it's still beautiful. Uh, because we have Farm Bureau, I'm able to uh, farm every day. And that's important. I'll let Farm Bureau do its work and that way I can do mine. Thanks to Al Miller for taking the time to come on the show today and for his service as a trustee on the Ohio Farm Bureau Board. To hear past interviews, visit your favorite podcast platform and search for Our Ohio Weekly. Your stories are precious, and they should be preserved. Do it in the form of a personal audio keepsake called Audio Scrapbook. Visit audioscrapbook.com today to learn more. That's audioscrapbook.com. I'm Ty Higgins, back after this on Our Ohio Weekly. Welcome back to Our Ohio Weekly. I'm Ty Higgins. In response to the final passage of House Bill 440, legislation to advance the Ohio Gains Initiative, Ohio Treasurer Robert Sprague announced important updates to the long-standing AgLink program. Treasurer Sprague joins us this week on Our Ohio Weekly. Great to see you again. Great to see you, Ty. Thanks for having me on today. So we've talked about AgLink a time or two on this show, but never really got into the Ohio Gains Initiative as a whole. What is that uh, legislation? Well, it's called Ohio Gains because we think that universities can gain from it, hospitals can gain from it, and most importantly, our farmers can gain from it. And basically what it is, is it's using our 20 plus billion dollar balance sheet to the benefit of those Ohio institutions. AgLink, of course, uh, you and I have talked about for years, uh, a great program for farmers to get lower interest loans uh, to help their operations year after year. But that program got a bit of an upgrade here over the last couple of weeks. Tell us what's different about AgLink now. Well, what's different about AgLink now is that, first of all, we used to have a cap of $150,000. So if we get back up just for a second, because some of your listeners might not be familiar with the AgLink program out of the treasurer's office. Essentially, what that allows us to do is lower the interest rate for loans for our farmers. 
because we recognize that farmers are the backbone of Ohio's economy. And the way that we do that is a farmer goes to work with their local lending institution, whoever they feel comfortable with, whoever they've done business with, and they say, I want to participate in the AgLink program. Then that lending institution calls us, we do some things behind the scenes, and then we're able to reduce the interest rate of their loan anywhere from a half percent, which is what it is at right now, up to 3%. It depends on whatever the interest rate environment is. So that's a little bit about the AgLink program. And what's changed is that it used to be that we were capped at $150,000 for those loans that we could lower the interest rate for. Well, we recognize in this planting environment, nobody's planting much for $150,000 this year, or nobody's doing much for $150,000 this year. So the first thing that we changed was we blew the cap off of this thing, and we set it administratively at a half a million dollars, which we thought was much more helpful, and we get much more participation that way. Couldn't have come a better time. Just like you mentioned, the price of just about everything farmers need to get the job done on the rise. What did you hear from agriculturalists as you proposed these changes and traveled over across the state uh, over the past several months talking about uh, what you were hoping to do with the program? One of our first experiences was I happened to have a chat with a farmer up in Wood County, and he was telling me that the price of Roundup was going from $11 a gallon to $55 a gallon. Well, this was last year, and I guess now it's like in the 70s, if you can find it. You know, and then he told me that the price of the harvest went from $30,000 last year to $70,000 this year. And then most recently, uh, there's been a lot of talk about the price of nitrogen going from $300 a ton, to maybe around $1,100 a ton. Uh, probably all your listeners know these facts by heart, and I'm probably off a little bit in terms of my stories. But those are the things that we heard. And we thought, well, hey, we got to do something about this. What could we do with you know, our balance sheet through our initiative to try to help in this difficult planting season, difficult environment? And so the first thing we thought was, well, we can lose, use more of our balance sheet, right? Let's really throw the whole balance sheet into this and make sure that we get rid of that cap that I described about. But the second thing was I wanted to make this program applicable not just to crop farmers, but also to livestock and other farmers. And a big piece of that was we just did the AgLink program basically in January. It was for a planting loan. Well, now we've moved to a year-round application period, year-round. So anytime a farmer or an agribusiness needs access to capital, they're going to have it now, year-round. So I think it really helps with a lot of our non-crop farmers as well. And then the final thing was we recognized and we were told by the farm community that, hey, all these purchases that we do are, are essentially through cooperatives and everybody belongs to a cooperative, shared purchasing power. And so for the very first time, we also opened it up to our cooperatives in the state of Ohio. So that is the essence uh, and the totality of our Ohio gains initiative for our farm community. And, and our hope is that uh, we're really going to be able to, to have the farm community benefit from our balance sheet that way. And so since the 2022 application period opened in February, we've seen some really great participation We've supported 530 loans to agricultural businesses. And by the way, the reason we use the term the businesses is because we also expanded this out to, to not just include farms, but also include agribusinesses because we knew that they were going to be under stress as well. And so 530 loans to agricultural businesses across 54 different counties, and those have totaled more than $103 million. And we know that we've already saved these agricultural businesses at least half a million dollars based upon the half uh, percentage loan reduction in the interest rate. 
lot of major changes, and uh, these changes, of course, were uh, brought up to our members at our annual meeting last year, and they agreed it would be a pretty good idea as well and put it in new policy here at Ohio Farm Bureau. So, Treasurer Sprague, really appreciate your leadership and understanding of agriculture and what our members need in order to literally keep those wheels moving. Find out more about AgLink. Uh, we have uh, the full story and a link to the Treasurer's website at ohiofarmbureau.org. You can find it here on uh, this podcast as well on uh, any platform you listen to podcasts. Uh, Treasurer Robert Sprague, appreciate this, and we'll do this again soon. Thank you. Ty, it's great to be with you again. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time and being able to explain our new program. Thank you. More Our Ohio Weekly after this. Today, farmers and small businesses with employees continue to search for health coverage options. Ohio Farm Bureau Health Benefits Plan has teamed up with Anthem, to offer businesses with 1 to 50 employees an opportunity to participate in a large, self-funded pool backed by Anthem. This health benefits plan offers competitive rates through a self-funded arrangement, fixed and predictable monthly payments, and a variety of plan designs, including deductible with coinsurance and high deductible plans. The OFB health benefits plan uses Anthem's healthcare provider network, one of the largest provider networks in the state. Your benefits package can affect employee satisfaction. With the Ohio Farm Bureau Health Benefits Plan, you get access to Anthem's industry-leading specialty plans, vision, life, disability, and more, in addition to medical plans. Plus, they're integrated for even more value. Visit OFBHealthBenefitsPlan.org for eligibility details and to receive your highly competitive quote today. That's OFBHealthBenefitsPlan.org, a self-funded medical plan for Ohio Farm Bureau members. Safety in agriculture is a top priority, and the Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation has your safety needs covered with free safety consulting services, safety intervention grants, and training and education. Prevent workplace injuries and illnesses. Visit bwc.ohio.gov and click on Safety Services or call 866-569-7805 for more information. Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation, we've got you covered. With more than 300,000 horses in Ohio, the economic impact of the equine industry in the state is valued at $2.8 billion. Much of that value comes from the standard bred horse owners, breeders, trainers, and drivers who participate in the sport of harness racing in the Buckeye State, all supported by the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. Since 1953, the mission of the OHHA is to preserve, protect, promote, and serve the entire standard bred industry in Ohio and beyond. And the relationship between OHHA membership and Ohio's agriculture is undeniable. The farmers provide feed, bedding, and stables for the horses, and in turn those amazingly fast four-legged athletes provide a major draw to Ohio's county fairs, bringing revenue to our rural communities. OHHA membership has its privileges. Members reap the benefits of having a strong voice for shaping statewide policies, receive continuous industry education, and valuable information in OHHA newsletters and magazines. Check out OHHA.com to find out how the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association is making great strides for you. That's OHHA.com. Guesswork may be great for trivia or a jar full of jelly beans, but for getting the right insurance coverage for your farm, not so much. Introducing the Ohio Farm Bureau Select Partners Program, an insurance and financial services program for Ohio's farming community. Select partner agencies specialize in the unique needs of agriculture, plus they're endorsed by local farmers like you. Achieve your strongest farm future at ohiofarmbureau.org slash select partners. Show your Ohio Farm Bureau pride with a new t-shirt, hat, or hoodie. Available now at ofbf.org slash shop. 
The new Farm Bureau logo is now featured on a full line of clothing for men, women, kids, and babies. You can even add the Farm Bureau mark on water bottles, mugs, cell phone cases, and more. All from one spot. OFBF.org slash shop. A bandana for the dog, a pillow for the couch, or an apron for the grill master. OFBF.org slash shop. That's OFBF.org slash shop. No matter where your travels take you, Ohio Farm Bureau membership benefits will follow. Before you check in, check out the wide variety of options Farm Bureau members have when it comes to hotel discounts. From Red Roof Inn to over 30 iconic brands offered through Choice and Wyndham, you'll be able to find the comfort level that's right for you. To learn more on how to save on your lodging needs, visit OFBF.org savings. Another valuable member benefit exclusive to Ohio Farm Bureau members. Thank you for listening to Our Ohio Weekly on great radio stations across the Buckeye State like WLKR in Norwalk, 95.3 FM, WLEC, 1450 AM in Sandusky, in Tiffin, WTTF AM and FM, 1600 AM, 93.3 FM, and in Zanesville, WHIZ, 1240 AM. I'm Ty Higgins. OSU Extension's climate specialist, Aaron Wilson, is traveling across the state visiting with farmers about how they can make their farms more resilient to weather extremes, to the warmer-than-average temperatures, unusually heavy rains, flooding, and more that Ohio has been seeing. Aaron, welcome to Our Ohio Weekly. Uh, thank you, Ty. Good to be here. What does improving weather resilience on the farm look like? Yeah, there's a lot to unpack in that question. Um, I, I think that the uh, really important aspect of, of resilience uh, you know, to these extreme events really starts by assessing what your local conditions are. Um, you know, a lot of times we hear these words about adaptation or, or mitigation, uh, and there's no one size that fits all, right? It, because we know that every landowner is different. Uh, so adaptation looks different. And our decisions are based a lot more than just, hey, we're seeing heavier precipitation events or temperatures are getting warmer at night during the summer. They're based on our values, our culture, um, our equipment, uh, the decisions that we want to make on our land or, or uh, how do we want our farm to look and how do we want to leave it to the next generation, for instance. And so, um, you know, these changes that we see from a weather perspective don't uh, mean that we just have one prescription to build resilience. It's about understanding what are the, the tools in the toolkit that possibly will work for an individual farm or, or a county or field or, or, or something like that. You just said it was a big question to unpack, but now think about the farmer that's sitting there wondering where to start, right? Where is point A in this plan? And uh, luckily, there is a guide out there they can use that you talk about in the OSU Impact uh, in our Ohio magazine, uh, because sometimes a farmer just needs to take a step back and realize what he or she needs to do in order to start this process. Yeah, absolutely. So we've had some good resources uh, that are available. Uh, the one that that we're talking about is from the Northern Institute of Applied Climate Science. Uh, there's a lot of information coming out of the USDA Midwest Climate Hub as well, uh, and many others, a lot of land-grant universities and, and extension throughout the North Central region that are working on things like climate-ready farms up in Michigan State or weather-ready out in Nebraska to bring these situations and these conditions to light for farmers that are asking, you know, hey, yeah, I've seen really heavy rainfall, these big events. Just in the last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of good examples of that. What do I do now? How, how can I actually build up this resilience that you're talking about? And so it's a place to start. And I think, again, connecting what is happening on my farm, my location. And I would say, you know, Northwest Ohio is very different than even Southwest Ohio, right? So it's, it's first looking out your back door 
And then assessing across your land, for example, is there a problem spot? Is there is there a problem, for instance, from a rain perspective that just, man, it's flooded out about three or four times every five years. Maybe there's something that I can I can do there that's a little bit different. Um, you know, and we start thinking and bringing all the, in, the the research in from, uh, you know, controlled drainage structures to what can I do to improve, um, you know, flow from the field, but then also slow that water progress before it makes it into our, our waterways. We understand a lot more about the relationships with water quality as well as we continue this H2 Ohio program. And so there's all these different ways of attacking the issue. So it can seem daunting. Right. And I think the importance is, is to just think in your backyard, your field, what are what what are one or two areas that you can just start perhaps making some changes on that might lead to improvements? Uh, we talk a lot about cover crops and no-till. You know, that's a choice for some farmers. Um, and is that you know when we think about the co-benefits for strategies like that, um, more organic matter, more roots. Uh, perhaps water storage capacity, better soil structure. Those have great, you know, benefits perhaps as well, you know, environmentally, economically, but then also help build some of that resilience to climate uh, and the changes in the extreme. So it's finding those win-win situations that work for you. And so all of this guidance, the, 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 the guidance from NIACS, for instance, that I mentioned or, or others is about, let's get farmers started. How do we get farmers started? Because we don't have all the answers. Right. And certainly as a climate scientist, we could talk about what the climate and how the climate's changing. But I'm learning so much from farmers about what are the potential avenues to adaptation. Always great information from Dr. Aaron Wilson with The Ohio State University. He is uh, with Extension and they're uh, the climate expert. Everything uh, that you need to know about climate, Aaron knows for sure. And Aaron, thank you so much for the information. Again, you can read more on his article, How and Why to Make Your Farm More Weather Resilient, in the latest Our Ohio magazine. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, thank you, Ty. Our Ohio Weekly is supported by Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side and produced by Ohio Farm Bureau. Working together for Ohio farmers to advance agriculture and strengthen our communities. Be sure to visit Our Ohio Weekly's podcast page to listen to previous episodes at OFBF.org slash Our Ohio Weekly. Enjoy your holiday weekend, and as you grill those hot dogs, sit by the pool, or just take a nice drive around the countryside, keep in mind who gave us the freedom to do so. We'll see you down the road.